Hi, I'm John. And I'm Ron, and this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network. And we are back for a special episode 44 of Digital Divination. Uh, Ron, you know, usually I would ask you how your week's been going, but we've been talking quite a bit here lately. So uh, let's just kind of jump in what we're doing today. What are we doing today, Ron? Well, we got, we got a, you know, we've had some special guests in the past. <laughs> now we've got the most special guests ever <laughs> in that they are the most special and that they are guests. Uh, this <laughs> is you. our group for, of the Intrepid Heroes. Uh, for the uh, the Dawn of Flame adventure path that we're running. Yeah, in fact, we literally just finished recording the last episode. Uh, no spoilers, because you're not going to hear it for another bunch of months. We have so many in, in, in the bank. But let's go ahead and go around the room really quick and just give a quick intro. We'll go counterclockwise, starting with Jason, our erstwhile uh, GM. That's right. Uh, I came in for just this volume. I'm Jason Tondro. I'm a senior developer at Paizo. And I helped to make both adventure paths for both Starfinder and the Pathfinder game. And I wrote Assault on the Crucible, the last volume of this, of this adventure. And John, you remember when you came into the office. <laughs> yes. And uh, you were interviewing people in the Starfinder team. And, uh, and, uh, I mentioned, and you mentioned that Ron yes. was GMing volume five. Four. four, 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 four volume four. four. Because he had, wrote, he had written it. And I, who was new in town... Yeah was really eager to make friends and to get to get onto some podcasts. And so I quickly volunteered and said, well, when you get to volume six, look me up. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, two years later, <laughs> uh, when I'm overwhelmed with everything and we're in a pan- global pandemic. And, 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 but, um, but it's really been a delight, a real sincere pleasure. Okay. And we'll go over to Mark. Uh, all right. Um, I'm Mark. I've been playing Julakashti for two and a half years now almost. and. Uh, Really enjoying it a lot. Uh, this has been fun. It's, been, it's, it's a great group. It's been a great uh, AP, and I've I've just really had a great time. Right, Scott. Yes, I'm Scott. I've been playing Raz, uh, cohort of Julikashti, um, Koken Spirit, I think more than anything. But uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun playing him. Uh, tried to give him some my personality in there mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit i have to for all the jokes um but yeah it's, it's been great uh even with the challenges of having to go digital mm-hmm. um, and yeah finally getting back in person a few times here and there all right so look forward to it rob i'm rob helm i joined this group originally playing a different other rpg to be remained nameless <laughs> but i've been playing um whiskey the yusilki mystic and pleasure lover who somehow managed to get herself into an ascetic journey to the center of the sun i don't know how <laughs> that worked out and it's been great i've been having a great time with this group and with this scenario All right stephanie and I'm Stephanie Lundeen, same last name as uh, the this Ron character. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been together for quite some while. And uh, I've been playing Kaholo, who is a Solarian, and, um, and it's been a lot of fun. 
Excellent, excellent. You know, so uh, one of the things that, uh, Mark, you brought up, and mm-hmm. what I wanted to talk about for this special episode of Digital Divination is kind of the playing of and the experience of going yeah. through a Starfinder AP. Okay. So we, we on Digital Divination, for those of you who have not tuned in, mm-hmm. we typically have Ron and I kind of a free form talk about some topic related to Starfinder, but oftentimes we go off on tangents for things. And 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 for this particular episode, I, since we had you all together and mm-hmm. right after Thanksgiving and uh, kind of a n- nice time to gather, I thought we would talk about this experience. We went through playing Donna Flame, and for uh, a bunch of us, we also went through uh, the Dead Suns AP first that yeah. that Scott GM'd. Um, what are some of your thoughts? I guess we'll just kind of go around the room and if anybody, uh, the experience of starting in the AP and kind of going through it for such a long time. You know, when you look at we played bi weekly, right? So every other yeah. week. So oh, I want to go first. Sure. Oh man, I expected it to be kind of dumb. I mean, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. One of the things that we have gotten on the Pathfinder side, one of the things that that we've heard is that the giant slayer adventure path maybe wasn't as well received because it was just about fighting giants. It was right there in the name. I don't know why it surprised anybody. <laughs> like, well, it's a lot of fighting giants. You know, how, how exciting can that be after six adventures? I thought Nana Flame was going to be a little bit of the same. I thought, all right, well, okay, I know we're in the sun. We're fighting fire creatures. Mm-hmm. How can that hold up over six adventures? Mm-hmm. I mean, even though the one, I, even though I wrote one, I'm like, <laughs> are people going to be so tired of this by the time <laughs> yeah. they get to number four? Because it's going to be kind of dull. Oh, here we are in another fiery location X fighting fiery creatures. Why? I thought it could help all the way through. That really surprised me, and and mm-hmm. surprised me more and more even the later we got that mm-hmm. we're invested. I felt invested in the story and in the characters and the danger, and mm-hmm. I think it. I think it kept up really, really well. So I was I was really pleased. Well, the really the nature of the adventure path publishing structure helps this because we can introduce new high level creatures with each volume. That are new to the players, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like so they're they're not just fighting the same, they're not just fighting Ifrits every right. every month, right? Instead, every volume comes out with new creatures, and yes, some of them are a lot of them are fire related, you know, <laughs> right. or maybe yeah. they're extra planar in theme, but they also have new powers and new challenges, and they, you know, and so uh, and we can keep doing that with every book, mm-hmm. and that and the back matter allows it help it helps us do that. Yeah, so yeah, I guess even if you know the whole alien archive. Every monster beginning to end. Yeah, there's still going to be a lot of surprises for you. That's right, a lot of them in every adventure. And you know? and and the way that because monsters scale up very easily in Starfinder, so you can come up with a level two Azer, right? But then you can also do a level twelve Azer, mm-hmm. and that's just a matter of going to your your tables in the back of the first Alien Archive book and scaling up the numbers, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe giving them a couple of new special abilities. So the scaling of the the way that the system scales is good, and the stru- the publishing structure helps us do that. Mm-hmm. And I think what helps in you mentioned, you know, characters and being not only having a character you like, but playing with other characters that you you For also sure. like and and can get invested with. So yeah. tie, either tying them together or eventually, you know, caring about the other characters enough that it's not just an AP. It's yeah. your characters going through experiences together, mm-hmm. and yep. you know, having a good team that works well together mm-hmm. is part of it, but. Uh, also, some personality and, and uh... you know, my I did, I only played the one volume with all of them. But, right. but my greatest personal achievement, the thing that I'm going to remember, is that I finally got Julakashti to name 
the princess that he's been chasing <laughs> for the last two years. I mean, it's she's referred as she who should not be named. Well, so. but, but, we, but we gave her a name. And you, wrote, you wrote that letter, and we yep. had that whole sort of I'm going off on a suicide yeah. mission, and I may not come back. And 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 yeah. I I loved I love that we were able to flesh that out for that character. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I wanted to do <laughs> right. Uh, yep. I really like the character building, as, yeah. and the, I, Mark really took point on that. Really, thank you. Yeah, helped us kind of look beyond just the the gameplay part into mm. investing it, making it more of a narrative, giving it more uh, life. I was really uh, surprised in the final encounters how much damage Kahola was doing. She was a beast. <laughs> oh yeah. And and uh, the thing is, is that as as a GM, or not as a GM, but as a, somebody who's on the Star Chamber, on the Starfinder creative team, mm-hmm. we all know that operatives are OP. Like, this is just common wisdom. We all know that operatives are too powerful. Yeah. But we never describe Solarians as being too powerful. And the Ooh. fact that you were doing all that damage, right, mm-hmm. really turned the time. Of course, the, the, it was... It was also very interesting, the dynamics of the way that you missed one session. And so everybody else got beat on. Yeah. And Raz had to cure stamina on everybody else in the team. Mm-hmm. But then the next game, you came back. And because you had missed the previous game, Raz could still heal you. Yes. Which was a huge deal because you got like 47 or something stamina points back when, once. When nobody else When could. nobody else could. And that yeah. allowed you to oh, yeah, hold really a line. That really speaks to the synergy of the team. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that that's yeah. a yeah. really yeah. key mm-hmm. part. And so in, in my nearly 20 years of gaming, <laughs> give or take, um, maybe give, uh, that it's been really rare to see an AP all the way through a yeah. six volume AP yeah. all the way from beginning to end. Like things usually fall apart. <laughs> Yeah. Um, at some point, even even we've even started the sixth um, volume and, and had it go colossally awry. And uh, the, I think what really kept this going was not only our our host determination to For keep sure. the podcast going, <laughs> mm-hmm. but really the synergy of the team. Like that mm-hmm. felt very, very unique and yeah. very satisfying. Yeah. Um, and then additionally, I would, I would piggyback on what you were saying earlier about the way that the APs are written. Yeah. It allows for a lot of variety. And every, each one of them felt very distinct, had such a, a great setting and, and interesting things that were going on. So, yeah, there was, there was really not – there was never any boredom factor. In the, and that speaks a lot to Starfinder's design, I think. Mm-hmm. But I also really liked the continuity elements in the AP. Yeah. Like I thought the Deep Cultures Institute was a clever idea. Yeah. It gave mm-hmm. us a reason why we were doing what we were doing. Yep. It felt more like a story than just a disconnected collection of combat. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought that mm-hmm. was a, there were lots of constructs like that and the recurring conflict with the Afrid and so on. It made sense. Well, and I think I've learned something when it comes to sort of longer form, you know, in the writing and the developing I do. I think the reason the Deep Cultures Institute works so well is not only does it give a cohesive kind of employer for mm-hmm. the players, yeah. but the fact that they're sort of on their back foot as far as their ability to do anything, right? They're not some, they're not the stewards. They're underdogs. Or, or so, I mean, they need us. That's right. Yeah. I mean, kind of, if yeah, we don't get point. the things done for them, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they were, they were, Putting their trust in us to have this one ship that could go deep enough into the sun, yeah, kind of, kind of a big, made us feel like kind of big deals. Mm, yeah. mm. And I think having an organization that is in the background because the heroes have to be the heroes, yeah, mm, is is a really important 
uh, a really important ingredient to that. Success. This is yeah. an interesting I, to come. Oh, sorry. I, didn't well, I, I was going to jump in that, that one of the, the criticisms I had of the yeah. AP was yeah. actually the fact that it does a little bit rely on our altruism yes. uh, as a motivator. For sure. um, and for a character who was not particularly altruistic in nature, <laughs> that was a challenge for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's a mercenary. Yeah. Yep. That's his job. That's yep. how he puts food on the table. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of jobs we did for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I tried to, you know, interject that, that, that he yeah. was dissatisfied with that. Well, I, I think you guys know that. I, yes. think that's, I think that's actually a perfect way for it to actually play out. Like uh-huh. the fact that there's one person on the team who's always bitching about the fact that we're not getting paid. Yeah. But the group does it anyway. Like if you, if you, look, at, if you look at Firefly or Serenity, that describes pretty much every episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, that's, and that, I think that's good. I, th- I mm-hmm. think that's good. And, and, but the game does encourage heroic heroes, right? Heroic player characters. It encourages the player characters to be good and to do things because they're the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But there's totally room yeah. for the lawful neutral Vesk mercenary yeah. uh, to say, hey, yeah, but wh- where, where am I getting paid? But then even then, yeah. right? It's, I mean, this goes back to Star Wars, right? Where Han yeah. Solo's like, I can imagine quite a bit, yeah. right? Yeah. How, how much am I going to get rewarded? And, and we see him packing up the Falcon with money right. at the end. And he's, he's and and, and Luke is like, so you're just gonna go now? And like, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna go. But of course he doesn't, right? <laughs> he comes back at the last minute. He's yeah. like, let's blow this thing and go home. Yeah. And 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 that's and Julakosti, he might complain a lot, mm. but he's always there when we need him, which is which is the way it <laughs> Even should play. More parallel, he came back to the princess. I'm filming this stuff, yeah. and that's your payoff. Yeah. You uh, so you can you can look at it a different way, not yeah. necessarily monetary. Yeah. What about fame? What about yeah. you know winning yeah. that fame? Yeah. There fame are, was there definitely is one reason. of his motivators. He had yeah, personal stuff. What is about something more valuable to Jewel Kosh? Yeah. Yes. Right. When it comes down to it, there is right. something more valuable. Reputation. Right. And it's well, the reputation and, with the princess. And I, yeah. I didn't get a chance to really bring it out as much as I wanted to, but it wasn't so much about the size of his bank account. Yeah. It was the the show of respect of paying mm-hmm. you for the work he was doing. Oh, right. Okay. He's doing his job, his professional service. Yeah, and you're saying, well, it should be pro bono. Just, it's not worth that much. Mm. So, so it was more like, just, like you, um, you want the token payment. Yeah. Like they could pay you like all we have is a credit, and you're like, fine. Yeah. That's, if that's all you have, I'll take your credit. He, yes, you uh, would gotcha. have taken that. I got gotcha. you. And and the other thing for him is that <laughs> um, the the payment seals a contract, makes a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get right. That. Yeah. And yes. so once he's gotten even his one credit, yeah. he is now committed to do the job. Yeah, nice. And if you don't pay him the credit, it's like you're saying, I don't care if you really do the job or not. You can mm. leave in the middle. It's fine. <laughs> I think the problem is you, you, you chose to be with a bunch of poor agents. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. were bad at negotiating rates. It easily distracted. But it, and underline something. I don't, I don't know the answer to this. It didn't turn out to be that important. But like the, uh, my first Starfinder character yeah. would have been terrible at this because he was a mercenary and he was also focused on plasma weapons. Okay. That, that, <laughs> oh, but yeah. I, and it's, when you're going to launch into a, an arc like this, it seems like you almost want to tailor make your character for the arc and know enough about it ahead of time right, you don't right. well so you're absolutely right and you should Are like there I, player I, guides? so well so that's why we do player guides now mm. yeah. now the um the dawn of flame ap was written before we did player guides for starfinder we were right. doing player guides mm. for pathfinder okay. for years mm-hmm. right and 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 i want to uh i i, I want to you know, agree with you and and 100 uh and anybody who's listening like 
because I, I run my own home games, and I'm like, I'm getting ready to run Strength of Thousands, in fact. Yay! Yeah. And, and my first player group, they, the, all the player characters were like totally the wrong characters for this game. Mm. Like they, they already had, not, there. it's not, there's no critique of the players, but they already had, like they had a whole list of Pathfinder 2nd Edition characters they wanted to make and they wanted to play. Mm. And they didn't care what game I was running. That was the character they were going to play. <laughs> yep. Yep. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't right. do that. Yep. Yeah. You got <laughs> to know the assignment, right? You got to know the assignment. And so you're absolutely right. So now we do... We do these player guides now. The first one was for the uh, the swarm attack of the swarm AP, mm-hmm. but now we do them with every volume. It's not even a question now. Mm-hmm. We absolutely do them, and and we should encourage the players to use the information that's there. To uh, a good example was uh, when we were, I was listening to a group talking about their fly for your die campaign, and they didn't have anybody who could pilot. Oh. Wait, okay, what? Look, it's a starship <laughs> game, it's folks. In the name. Like you, you, you need somebody. <laughs> it's literally, it is literally right. I'm but sorry, they've was chosen it the second free? part or die. Now, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, now to be fair, we there is yeah. one mechanic that would allow you to get rid of that plasma thing. You could retrain it, right? Oh, you could use right. the retrain True. mechanism True. Yeah, and retrain just... your plasma focus. Um, I was a, I was glad to see that some of the group had cold weapons. Yeah. A little surprise that everybody didn't have cold weapons. Well, and this is the thing that I think people listening to the intro, uh, listening us to play through the podcast, yeah, they're probably shouting at their to computer, whatever, going, "That's a that's a Blizzard class pistol. <laughs> Nobody's taking that. What on earth are yeah. you doing?" And we yeah. get to like four sessions later, it's like, "Oh, we sell all that loot. We don't need any yeah. of it. Yeah. That's a cold <laughs> pistol in the sun. You need. What are you guys even You're doing? Right. Why didn't I take that?" No, we want to stick with our electrical pistols because they'll arc to Julakashti every time we roll a crit. I mean, the arc's really funny. Well, the the advantage to like the sonic sword, Sonic, Sonic, yeah, and the electric weapons that I think Whiskey's got electronic. No, she uses Sonic. Okay, yeah, is that my backup? Those those sort of bypass the whole fire cold thing, (laughs) right? Like, okay, whether you're cold resistant or fire resistant, we're just going to ignore all that, and I'm going to stick with the other kinds of damage, Mm -hmm. which I I can see the wisdom of that. And and I've also got the Sonic Resonance um, That's right, gear yeah. boost yeah. to make so, the Sonic more valuable. You know, yeah. the, the other thing that this AP has really uh, uh, taught me is I think it's a good thing that we reduced AP publication rates to every other month. <laughs> yes. Because it takes so long for people oh, yes. to get through an AP. We were yeah. producing content faster than anybody could than play it. Anybody. Yeah. And there's just no reason. I mean, now Starfinder puts out like a three-month a, a three-volume AP every six months, and or maybe a six-volume AP once a year. Horizons of the Vast came out over the course of a year. Well, that's 64 pages book times six, 360 pages or so. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big, that's a lot of content. Mm-hmm. And for a year, like... I'd be, I would be impressed by any group who can get through a six-volume AP in a year. Well, I will say that we have – Scott and I play in another group yeah, where good. we would knock out – basically, we could knock out a book a month. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. If you play weekly – so what we have found just across both APs we've done yeah. it takes us about 14 to 15 hours to finish a book. Okay. Mm. And so if we run three, four- to five-hour sessions, yes. so three weeks in a month or yes. four weeks in a month, we could knock out – once a month. Okay, I'm going to do some math. Hold on. So you have 14 to 15 hours to do one chapter. No, one, one book. One book. Okay, so almost all Starfighter Adventures are three chapters. Right. So that's one, that's about three to four hours per chapter. No. Uh, yeah. Four to five uh, hours. Four to five chapter. hours per yeah. chapter. 
Right. So that's, uh, but that's, it's, that's just a little bit too long, isn't it? Like a session would be three to four hours. Yeah, usually four hours was kind of our sweet spot for a session for doing things. So we should make the chapters a little bit shorter. We should put four chapters in the same number of pages. Mm. That and would then plan yeah. on one chapter per session. And then plan one chapter per session. So, I would like that. Yeah. So then a, a chapter yeah, would be, would be nice. eight pages instead of ten or twelve. But what's the yeah. leveling like then? Because normally you level after each, pretty much after each chapter. Well, you could, you? You, no, you could, no, that's no a, it's that's twice. Pathfinder that's Pathfinder. You would level after two chapters. Two chapters and at the end. In, in, the yeah, that's in right, Starfinder, there's three chapters, but you only level twice. So it takes chapter and a half. So this would actually be simpler. It would actually be easier, yeah, to do it into four chapters. So now you would level up after every other chapter. Yeah, exactly. That actually would be better. And then you could, oh, I mean, there's a gold mine of information in the organized play program because they know exactly what goes into four hours of play. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true, but I would want to be careful about overstructuring those chapters, Uh, right? Because I love org play, and I've written three org play scenarios, so I, I have no critiques there. But they can be a little bit formulaic. Mm-hmm. And no. sometimes there's no. not a lot of time or emphasis on role play. Right. Players have, you know, they, they're, here to f- have, they're here to get their four encounters and a skill challenge in. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> maybe they're not here to just do a role play session like we, like we might do in this game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and less emphasis on story rewards and stuff like that. Right. right. Nope. Uh, but, but yeah, that being said. But no, yeah, but if, don't. That would be enough to tell people, hey, don't, uh-huh. don't expect them to get through eight fights in your one chapter. Yep. Right. That doesn't, that right. doesn't happen. That's right. Um, no, I like that. Yeah. I think that that's also pretty scalable when it comes to, well, how long is this going to be? Three chapters. You know, so it's going to be three adventures or be six adventures like that. That time is interesting to hear because I've heard about, remain very interested in, but have not yet participated in, like um, groups that do well marathon sessions. Yes. Well, they'll take yep. like a three day, four day weekend and say we're going to do mm-hmm. an entire adventure path. Yeah. Wow. Nice. So you bring your character at every level. Every level, right? And you're able to just kind of swap it out as we go through. Or make or modifications, like you so, picked up this magic. Exactly. Yeah, you picked up this this magic, you know, weapon, and so you're going to modify it through all your other characters. But being able to be like, and we're going to, and we're going to go, we're going to tell this whole story. By the time we go back to work on Monday. Wow. <laughs> So it requires a lot. There's actually a uh, a group, the Order of the Amber Die, and you'll see them yeah, on the the Paisa blog from time to time. Yeah. Who mm-hmm. does this? And they do it over and over. It's I've heard them speak sort of publicly and talk to talk to them. They it's it's like uh you know whereas a bun- bunch of other friends might together and go hunting for a weekend, right? Like, mm-hmm. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We play a game, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We'll go to another location. We'll have one of the players who's responsible for okay, you for food for the weekend. Yeah. GM obviously is prepping everything up. You've got a player helper who's they go job to the hunting is to cabin. Sure everybody... They go to the hunting cabin <laughs> and then they go yeah. And they got somebody that's the, the quartermaster for the This <laughs> sounds like should, a setup for a bad horror movie. And... Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't they do your slithering? A really adventure? cerebral yeah. uh, they did the slithering. Yeah. They did um Ruins of Aslant that I wrote for. And oh, they, they did. Yeah, they. Did. I mean, I I love it whenever they do any it's of awesome the. to hear that. that it, yeah. For, so somebody played um, Ruins of Aslan. Yeah. You know, I've heard of <laughs> groups do that with um, secret level stuff, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you get a bunch uh-huh. of high level players, and they say we're going to run a whole bunch of secret level scenarios just to to level up a certain level. Uh, They'll do that around Pisacon is when I was hearing about it. Yeah. So like before, after, so they're all coming yeah. together. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. The, and so they'll spend a couple of days before. Just doing some secret level things. You've done some of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you're, we have a three-volume AP designed to pick up right where this one leaves off. Yes. Devastation yes. arc. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if we can get somebody to run that though. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> mostly the, it's mostly uh, a sequel to Dead Sons, but there are connections to every AP in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, every AP that had come out by that the time has... it came out. Yeah, I've looked. Can I tell you what this one is? Uh, At first, it starts investigating no. an ice planet. And so the idea is, you guys have spent a lot of time in the sun. Man, you're ready for something <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah, that's really the only vacation. Wait, no, wait a minute. Really, that's all it is. No like, you guys are ready for an ice planet. So, all those of us who didn't fall into the pick up a cold weapon. There we go. The rest of you are all. Yeah. 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 So the group the cold weapons on the counter going, yeah, the exchanges. That's right. <laughs> so, so you this heat is this up for me? Interesting question then. So we're, we're all going to go through that. Well, Jason, you're welcome to stay. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. We'd love to have you. Do we want to continue with characters, either what we did from Dead Sons or, or, or this one, or do we want to start over? Or a combination. Or combination. or combination. I want to right. stay yeah. with Koholo. I'm personally going to play a character called Scooch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's available now. <laughs> First encounter, Scooch eats him. <laughs> That's right. You, would you kill off your own character by having played by Gleeful. someone else? Have I, let's ask Stephanie. Have I yeah. ever balked at killing any character? How do you yeah, feel, no, do you feel no, about me does. playing something called Nippy? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We never... We, yeah. I was thinking about Nippy at the end of the AP. Aw, Nippy the squad. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's a I thought. Hands with you know? it. I okay. think there's some pros and cons. I think in terms of as a, as a player, seeing the continued growth to high level of your character, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's really kind of cool to Absolutely see Absolutely true. You know? Uh, for myself, uh, Jula Kashti has, has come to a conclusion of his story. Yeah, his story. Uh, his, his, his story has, has reached a very good place. His, yeah. his narrative arc. Um, his narrative arc is, is, has come to an end. Um, and so I'm, I'm probably going to put him away, uh, cause I'm not a fan of bringing a character along just because I like him. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. and anybody who disagrees with me can do so after <laughs> they've watched Highlander 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there should not have only been one. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to put him away. He's going to get married and live domestic bliss. Nice. Um, and I'm going to bring somebody else. Mm. Uh, you're going to play the princess now, right? And she's going to come. Uh, she could do that. Could oh, happen. Yeah. Uh, Jewel yeah. Kashi, he, w- he overshot, right? Now he's <laughs> so valued in best society that yeah, he's yeah. got to earn that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, she's got to earn it now. I think, I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm going to run to the thing. I'm not going to be playing Scooch. But the, uh, I think the lesser, the, the reason for Scooch to go is that he started this whole thing having been like the celebrity and kind of wanting to get away from it, reveling yeah. in it a little bit. It's always <laughs> at, it's always fun when somebody recognizes Scooch. But I'm like, no, I, I was famous. I step back. That's why this Deep Cultures Institute was kind of a great gig, is because I could just kind of do my own thing. Well, now he's famous again. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to go off and do something else. Oh, so man. You can't help it. Funny. You can't help it. Rob, what about whiskey? You going to retire? I don't whiskey? know. You know, I'm thinking about if we're losing an operative, we're losing a soldier, so we may need to rebalance. I don't know. You yeah. know? We'll bring Axe back if Yeah, Joel for example. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. What well, about you, Tom? Koholo's going to say, well... Koholo, we got Koholo. Yeah, you know, I've wanted to play a soldier in these APs, like the, the first one, in the, and I ended up playing an operative in both. Yeah. Okay. Right? So I, oh, I you know, I had, okay. uh, I had uh, whatever my name of my operative was in the first one. <laughs> um, so I'm, I would like to play something, a frontliner, right? Yeah. But yeah. I'm thinking I would do Vanguard, though. Yeah. Mm. Vanguard looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I Vanguard know. would be a lot of fun. Well, if you're switching, what would you switch to? Uh, I'm, I'm wanting to go uh, Biohacker. 
Oh, that, that that's those are sweet. That, yeah, that would I, be a nice. I, it, it looks very intriguing, especially for the AP. I think that would be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've never seen one played. Yeah. So I'll be learning it as I go, but uh, it looks really cool. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I want to give it a try. Ke- Keeley wrote that class. Jason Keeley wrote yeah. that hacker. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm, nice. I, I like it a lot. It looks really interesting. I've never been able to play one either, but I've I've seen other people play one. I was okay. in a and when we did that, the like pro wrestling Starfinder game for a yeah. little while, John yeah. Compton was mm. playing a mm. biohacker wrestler. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and I, I like the mechanics a lot. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and we've added a lot of cool options in the book since then. So, mm-hmm. okay. like, for example, like, you know, it was tough. When I made a biohacker, at first I would have thought I could have been a healer, but it was kind of hard to make a biohacker healer at mm-hmm. first. But now you can, you mm-hmm. can do that, uh, along with all the other buffing and debuffing they already do. So. Yeah. They're an interesting class. And the good skill monkey is a good alternative to an operative if you need somebody to cover a lot of skills, too. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. So, what, did you want to play a soldier again? Or? Uh, no, no, not necessarily. Okay. I don't want to steal just, that from no, you. No, 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 no. Yeah. I just, I wanted to hear what everybody else yeah, had yeah, in yeah, mind yeah. before. Well, committed. we also ought to think, I mean, we have a potential other player in negotiation. We ought to yes. hear. Oh, true. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They can play whatever's left over at that point. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, we don't need them. That's how you invite somebody in. Interestingly, right? uh, you know, this group has always been kind of low magic. Whiskey was the only yeah. ma- yeah. spellcaster yeah. in the yeah. group. Very much so. Yeah. And if yeah. Whiskey leaves. Um, made our own but, magic. but I think that reflects, uh, to some extent, a kind of general dissatisfaction with magic in the game. Yeah. But that's exactly what the Galactic Magic book is trying to address. Mm. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, mm. there's gonna be lots of cool like mm. like cantrips that scale up by level yeah. and mm. a ritual a magic system changer. which I got to write yeah. that I'm really excited about. Ooh, that could be fun. Ooh, um, yeah. uh, uh, spontaneous, uh, pre- yeah, prepared or spontaneous spellcasting. Prepared spellcasting. Yeah, spell prepared spellcasting options if you want to do that. Uh, so all and plus uh, uh, the precog if you wanted uh, for new classes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of ways we're talking about making spellcasters more appealing and more attractive to players, um, and and hopefully players will will take those options and see. Yeah, and I think a technomancer is actually a nice balance too. If you, mm, you want to bring yeah. magic that, yeah, that can do a lot of things, that, yeah. those are those are that would be a, a lot of fun to play too. I so. played one in a, yeah. but we haven't uh, done one in, in an earlier group, campaign, yeah. and it mm-hmm. was that was fun, although. Mm-hmm. I basically magic missled everything to death. <laughs> no, and it's the same situation. Where I get the devastator run thing. Run out of your spells. Lets, well, but this, you know, yeah, this lets me done. just do magic missile as a. Yeah, there's ways now long. that you can all do it all day long. long. But so. it never scales up, right. so it's. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. But it's guaranteed damage, and you know, right. So I do other things, and, well, that's kind of my. Well, country. there might be things that prevent that now. You never know. Ah, prevent good doing try. magic missile. Yeah, that could. Provide some DR versus that, you know. Oh, that shouldn't. Happen. Not saying well, I know, but always that's, in the, that's in the, anti-magic missile. Going all the way back to the old days, there, there was always right. an anti-magic yeah. missile spell. It's called shield. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. That's, that's exactly true. what it does. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the brooch of shielding, if you can. And the brooch yeah. of shielding. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I think you know Starfinder kind of started out with more of a. a, a they wanted the reliance on tech. Yes. Or yeah. you know that was yeah. kind mm-hmm. of the direction of um, we don't want magic to right, take over everything, so it'll be there. But it's very tech based. So. Well, the. In in my opinion, I, I got to write a little bit about this in the Galactic Magic book because we we had a section in there on the way that magic is perceived by ordinary people mm. in, oh, yeah. in, the, in the setting. Um, the drift travel, which is the thing that allows interstellar society and trade to happen, is explicitly non-magical. 
you mm-hmm. cannot use magic to enter the drift. And so if you are a, a person growing up in the packed worlds, like technology is the future. Hmm. Uh, that, that's yeah. that's like in my I, I thought of it as like a parent arguing that they're trying to persuade their child to take a STEM class, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, th- this is going go into drift research. Like this is the future. Like, I want to learn magic. Plastics. Oh, yes. like, listen, kid, you, can, you can't get a job learning magic, right? <laughs> right. I say you do a little liberal arts Mag- magic school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Magic, magic is the liberal arts of the packed worlds. I'm, nice. I'm convinced. Um, mm. But but yeah, so it, but it it does create a lot of interesting. Uh, it does make magic a bit more strange and magical. It yeah. keeps it a bit mysterious, which I think is good. But you're absolutely right, Scott. Um, from the very beginning, Starfinder was intended to be a setting where most things that can be done with science are done with science, and and then then we have to ask, well, why is that? Why mm-hmm. don't we use magic? Um, and that becomes interesting questions that the setting is to try and explore. Well, we will be starting up. After Galactic Magic is released, good. oh good! So that we'll get a chance to look at that. Liven it up because uh, that's coming out early December. I don't remember. Yeah, it's a December right. release. It's a December release. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, well, it's pushed off a week now, so it's the. I was asked to write something, and give it a deadline to talk about it at a certain time, and. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so, hey. got to be early December, otherwise uh, I'm going to be yeah, talking no, about it too soon. There's other reasons I know that. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, it, a little bit of a. It's coming out soon. Yeah. So, but before we start recording is for right. for the next right. one for sure. Okay. So I think that'll be worth looking at. Um, there's some neat other player facing options in there as well. So even if you don't want to do a straight straight uh, magic user, okay, there's sure. and yeah, and you've got the nano site in the tech revolutions yes. too. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants mm-hmm. to try out try out that class, yeah, which yeah. is really interesting, mm-hmm. and then. We, we've we have the evolutionist the, the evolutionist yeah that i believe that the book that is in has not been announced but the class <laughs> has been play tested yeah. right oh, okay. so the evolutionist is coming what we, is an evolutionist mm. the evolutionist <laughs> is a uh, it's interesting so it uses the idea of the augment augmentations which is like cybernetic augmentations or okay. or magitech augmentations or oh, biological okay. biotech okay. Uh, or even uh, necromancy if you want to input dead Magic dead body parts into yourself, <laughs> and who doesn't? And <laughs> my, most of my group did. And and group really? Yes. And, yeah. and so the the evolutionist is a character who is becoming more of one of those things. They oh, are okay. they are using magic or t- or technology or biotechnology or necromancy to uh, change their body okay. into into okay. a more perfect version of themselves. So the evolution is personal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the the original idea. Well, I shouldn't even describe it this way, but we were we were sort of throwing ideas around, and I really wanted to do a cyborg class. Gotcha. Because you can't play RoboCop as a first level character in Starfinder, mm-hmm. and, and I wanted and that is a shame. players to be able to do yes. that. Mm-hmm. But then John Compton was in the room in the meeting, and he was like, "Well, why should we stop at Cybertech? We have all these other Starfinder does all these other yeah. things in addition to being a cyborg. What if we made a class where you picked one of those, and that kind of becomes your subclass, you know, your specialization, mm-hmm. and you 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 maybe you focus on magitech, or you focus on bioware, or you focus on necromancy, necrotech, and you're maybe you're turning into a lich, or maybe you're turning into whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or, or a fairy, or a fairy. fairy. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Your magic tech, and and that that was great because it opened the class up and made it made it um, both more starfindery. A space mm-hmm. fantasy rather than just a straight-up science fiction game, and also created ways for 
people to use that class and be different from each other. So yeah, they weren't just the same neat. kind of cyborg. Mm. So we could do all evolutionists. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah. the answer. All different we'll all be different. Oh, <laughs> when you said, oh, the evolution, so it's about evolving yourself, not other people. My understanding is, having having technically seen neither in play, yeah. the biohacker is about force-evolving other people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's excellent. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, I would look better with I'm another head. So forward to looking forward to now getting to know you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm really looking forward to the next one. I Could you I, care I gotta for say, a third arm? every every time that we play, I'm really excited for it. Even though it is work setting up and doing things. Yeah. And then when we don't play, when we can't, it, it's like, oh man, it's <laughs> such a bummer this week. Yep. There's, yeah. You know, there's no. Play. And even with the transition. You know, to online originally that we had some struggles with that yeah. in terms of recording and technology and, mm -hmm. and things. We had to get special headsets and uh, and just bandwidth became issues and, and stuff. Uh, bandwidth but, personally and right. and technically. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was a really great way to still stay together through the pandemic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And then when we could come back for this book in person, yeah, that I think that really helped. I, I, that yeah. was. That's that's been great, and and I think the next book will be a hybrid of some sort. We're not we're not quite sure how we're going to be. Well, I got to say, I think yeah. on everybody's behalf here, John. Thanks to you. I mean, we yeah, just earlier you were saying, oh, it took me a couple hours of figuring, but I figured out how to get the sound of Mark's squeaky chair out of our recordings. <laughs> I'm like, man, who, what dedication must you have to spend hours figuring out how to get rid of a squeaky chair and do that to make all of us sound better? It's a long time, long term investment, though, right? So yeah. I get it figured out once. I know it yeah, for the Once you do one squeaky chair, now you know how to do all the squeaky oh, I, chairs. I all the squeaky you noises. For, for starting your next yeah. career in sound editing. No, that's no, actually no, a no, squeaky no. chair removal. That's that's right. Well, you know, he this takes is care of squeaky wheels. Is this, what he does. This has been this has been a lot of fun, and and I look forward to the new year and the new AP. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So thank, you. Um, thank you so much for inviting me and allowing me to crash your last. Oh no, for yeah. sure. Thanks for awesome. joining us. It really yeah, has. It's love been for you to an stay. enhancement to the game, and we'd really, really enjoy have. it. Yeah, it really. really has. Has. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm John, and I'm Ron, and this is Digital Divination. <laughs>